the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thursday, good day to be uh, be alive, as uh, my dad used to say. If you're looking down on the grass and not at the roots, you're doing good for the start of the day. And so, I feel like I'm doing good for the start of the day. Hope that you feel the exact same way I do. Uh, THV reporting that uh, police say they were alerted to a subject down around 12:30 near the uh, 1120 block of uh, Legion Hut Road. It was uh, originally being investigated as a suspicious death, but was later determined to be a homicide. The victim is a 23-year-old man, but his identity has not been made public at the time. No suspect has been named at this time, and that breaks the murder uh, record for a year. That's the 71st homicide here uh, in Little Rock. Uh, That passes the record high of 70 that was set in 1993. And if you haven't gone to the polls yet, and this is the only, this is one of those things that you got to think about, about early voting, and uh, that uh, being the case, know that uh, you have a, a mayor who spent his first term in office uh, watching crime slowly continue to climb up, and now uh, murders are, are, are through the ceiling, just absolutely through uh, the ceiling. Uh, he has the auspicious, uh, you know, going to be known as um, setting the record for murders in a year. And... I hear things uh, from him saying that, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have more social workers and all that. It's going to take more than that. You better find uh, you better find uh, the, the, the 80, 90, 100 extra police officers you, knew, you need to uh, be able to try to keep people uh, safe. Uh, it's been set up uh, over the last couple of years that uh, people look at the police and uh, – they're not worried about them. Uh, they keep hearing some people say they want to defund them. Uh, the mayor hasn't said that outright, but the way that he tends to talk about how he wants to run the city, uh, spending money on police is not one of the main things that he's looking to do. Let's 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 remember one thing about if you're the man in charge or the woman in charge. If you're the mayor, you're the governor, 
you're the president, whatever, you know, your, uh, your place is in the food chain, the buck stops with you. And if it's not uh, uh, if it's not safe out, that's the number one. That is the number one. I'm not saying it's the number one that all these elected officials look at, but the number one item, topic, reason to have uh, as a top person uh, on the food chain is the uh, safety of uh you know the the citizens that's number one that's why i always get upset when i hear uh you know city councils or or quorum courts or or whomever it might be the state legislature whatever we want to raise taxes because uh, we need extra money for the police no you've got plenty of money you're just not putting it in the right places I mean, when I love talking to you, all right, the people who are sitting here and, and listening, you, and I'm, I'm speaking directly to you today. When you figure out your, your budget and uh, you think about what it is you're going to do with uh, the money you get in your paychecks, what are the first things that you think of? I'll just ask you what the first thing you think of is. Uh, for me, it was making the house payment. I wanted to make sure that I, I got a house. want to make sure I got a roof over my family's head. And then right behind it, it was to make sure that, you know, I had the money to pay my uh, power bills and food bills. That's the way you set up a budget. That's what you do. You look at the money that's coming in, and then you go down the line about the important things that you have for your budget and what you're going to pay, number one, all the way down to whatever number it ends with. And if you get, let's say you got 75 things, and you get to number 65, and you go, oop, I don't have any more money. Well, 66 down to 75, just going to have to wait. Not going to be doing that. Not Can't do it. I mean, that's the way you handle a budget. That's not the way our typical government does it. What they do is they borrow money so that they can go out and do that type of thing. I mean, I, I know people that... You know, they have their budget, they're looking at vacation, they don't have the money, so they go out and they borrow it. They they use their credit cards or they take out a loan or whatever. And all that does is it makes it more difficult to pay off the things that you owe money for. And that's how you get yourself in bad situations. That's exactly what our own government has done. They just keep... Borrowing money and dumping it out and send checks back to the people as though it's money that we got and we don't have it. We got the Chinese, our number one enemy, buying up our debt. It just is not a good thing. And when it comes to the very first things you take care of, you got to take care of uh, making sure that the citizens are safe. You got to make sure if you're a government official, if it's up in Washington, D.C., that there's enough money, 
uh, to uh, keep us all safe, to keep this country safe. We've got to make sure our military is up to snuff and ready to meet any kind of uh, threat that might be out there. And then uh, we have to decide as a, uh, a country, uh, people who refuse to work, are we going to just keep on giving them money? I mean, there's things that you're going to have to deal with, and you know, people don't want to talk about it, <coughs> but you're going to have to deal with it. And uh, we're going to have to deal with it as a country. I saw that here we are. Uh, they raised the uh, interest rate yesterday three-quarters of a point. That's the fourth time. So we're like up three, what, three, three, a little over three percent now extra. And when you listen to Paul yesterday, did you hear what he said? I mean, did you listen closely? There's going to be more of them, a lot more of them. You got to get to where you get this inflation under control. But how are you going to do that when just yesterday the first checks went out to go to college students who don't want to pay their loans back? And so they want money from the government to pay loans that they took out. <coughs> that uh, to me is just crazy. The biggest mistake that was made, one of the biggest mistakes made during the Obama administration was making the government responsible for loaning the money out for kids to go to school. That should never have happened. It should never have happened. Should have stayed the way it was. Go to a bank, borrow the money, pay it back. Our, uh, our, our state legislature, we'll see if this happens when they start meeting on January 9th, has got to take a more active role in stopping these universities from continually raising the rate of their tuition and their housing and all the rest that goes on. It's ridiculous. What is it, about $10,000 a semester now at some of our, uh, our public institutions? should never be that high. That doesn't have to happen. The legislation, our legislature can stop that. Let's see if they've got the gonads to do it. 616 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. i got other uh, news right here. Again, 71st murder last night or yesterday afternoon here in Little Rock. Tell you about gas prices. They'll heat your home. It's not good news. Got it for you. And the, uh, the mayor of Little Rock. Uh, refuses to answer questions about uh, the big winner for uh, some apartments that want to be built. Uh, happens to be one of the biggest donors to his campaign. Hmm. Wonder uh, how that all got done. All right, 616. We'll talk more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, I want to remind you about PI Roofing. And uh, I'm in negotiations with them now about how much it's going to take to do the construction on my uh, my deck behind my house because uh, PI Roofing is more than just roofing now. It's uh, PI Roofing and Home Solutions. Uh, home Solutions mean meaning they know that you got other things that you got to get done around your house, and uh, you would like to have a place that you could go to and put that uh, information in with that company and get it done. 
Well, that's what PI Roofing is trying to do for you. Look, they know it's difficult to get some of the big construction companies, people who are building homes and buildings and things of that nature, schools, and uh, get them to come out to your house and do a small project like a deck. And uh, they're, they're ready to, to help you out uh, with that. They came out a couple of weeks ago, uh, gave me, um, uh, came out and looked at, at what we wanted to do, and um, they sent me um, on Monday, um, you know, how much it would cost to take care of that. It got to me yesterday, and uh, we're looking at it. I thought it was a maybe a tad high. And so I came back and uh, and said, we need to be able to do this cheaper. What is it that you're wanting to do? Uh, tell me exactly what it is that you're wanting to do on my deck. So uh, I'm getting all the specifics now. That's what I'm getting, the specifics. And if, uh, if it's something that I think maybe uh, can wait, then we'll cut it out. I mean, that's what you do. You, got, you know, you got to get you, the money you got. Has got to cover what you want to do. Hopefully, if it can't, then you don't do it. You wait, and you uh, you know you save up more money to be able to do it. Now the problem right now is inflation. It keeps going up. Prices keep moving up. So if you wait too long, you're paying uh, you know a lot more money to get the job done that you're uh, hoping to get finished at a certain particular time. So um, I'm working with the folks at PI Roofing. They'll work with you as well. Uh, And they're going to give you a a really great product. They've been doing it with roofing for over 20 years. They'll do it for uh, construction, too. If you need windows, they'll put windows in on your house. Gutters, they'll put gutters on your house. And they'll do it with the same type of professionalism and uh, great results that they do on their roofs. So give them a call. You call them at 501-707-3115, or you visit them online, piroofing.com. Back with you. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so what can we – you've probably been hearing the stories about, uh, you know, fuel costs up in the Northeast and how they're looking at the cost of heating their homes. There's people talking up in the Northeast about do I eat or do I stay warm? I mean, it's, it's that ser- serious with uh, all the inflation that's going on here in the country. Well, what about here in uh, in Arkansas? A uh, nice story from the folks at THV today. Uh, although it hasn't been too cold outside just yet, that doesn't mean it's too soon to prepare for heating your home this winter. So here, here we go back to you got to sit down and you got to budget. You got to figure how much money are you going to allow uh, to heat your house. Maybe in the past, you've you know during the winter time you've kept uh, the house really warm. I mean, and if if we had our way at my house, my my wife would keep it like it's seventy eight degrees. I don't do that. All right, I I tend to to leave uh, during the the winter time uh, the thermostat set at about seventy three degrees. And I, I wear a hoodie around the house. Uh, but she likes it a lot warmer than, than I do. Local utility companies right now are trying to warn customers that you have a higher bill coming uh, during the winter time. Uh, I haven't heard what they've been saying about the winter, 
uh, this year, whether it's going to be uh, a mild winter, maybe a little harsher winter that we've had, the more harsher it is, the higher your bill is going to be. According to Summit Utilities, customers in Arkansas are going to have to pay about 30 cents more for gas than they did last winter. Now you say, oh, my bill's only going to be 30 cents higher. No, 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 no. That, that's not, <laughs> It'd be nice if that's what they were saying, but that's not what they're saying. Uh, when you you know pay them by the cubic yard or whatever, they're saying you're going to be 30 cents more all that time. Uh, said Summit Utilities... We're feeling the pinch everywhere we go. Uh, We're about to feel that pinch in our energy bills as Summit Utilities announced an increase in gas costs. Uh, Reinholt, uh, Lizzie Reinholt, who is the uh, Senior Vice President of Corporate Affairs, Sustainability, and Marketing, said the cost is up 20 cents from what it was in July. This winter, customers see about $1.23 per CCF uh, for natural gas. It used to be three. Uh, though that's more than one, there, there's more than one thing to blame for higher costs. Uh, production has not reached pre-COVID-19 levels. In addition uh, to that supply and demand, uh, with everything going on in Europe, with a conflict in the Ukraine, what we're seeing is an increased demand for natural gas. Reinhold said they try to keep costs as low as they can for their customers, but there was no way to avoid this increase. Quote, we buy at lower rates and then we put it in our system in the uh, wintertime we had. Uh, uh, so we uh, pre-buy our, uh, our gas. It's important to know. Summit does not make money off of the cost of gas. It's a straight pass-through for the customers. She did explain that there are ways to lower your bills. She recommended that people check their insulation now so cold air isn't coming inside. Uh, You can also invest in energy-efficient appliances like energy-efficient stoves or hot water heaters that will uh, have a reduction in your overall use of energy. And we've, and if you found yourself struggling to pay your bills, there is help available. Uh, Fred Hoax with Watershed said he expects more people to call and ask for financial assistance uh, this winter. It's going to be a tough winter because we've got a lot of people who are still renting from the summer expenses that they spent for utilities. You know, you don't pay your whole bill. You don't pay half of it or three-quarters of it, and then you carry over a quarter of it, of it and you work that deal out with the uh, utility company, and they don't turn off your heat, or in this case, your air conditioning. Hoax mentioned that last year they helped at least 2,500 people. So that's going to go up. Uh, we have a great community partner, that allows us to pay utility bills for senior citizens that are 60 and older or disabled, or if they're under 60 and have a child in the household that's disabled. As far as the energy market goes, Reinhold said it's hard to predict if costs will come down. Quote, I think our hope is that prices get less volatile and level off. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services announced 
that $4.5 billion will be going into the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program ahead of the winter season. That money isn't available yet here in Arkansas, but we'll keep you updated on when that application period will open up. So just another angle that you got to think about that the squeeze is going to be put on you. More and more. And we, we, you know, being a conservative, I've been warning you about this, that you can't do what the left has been doing, what the liberals have been doing, uh, day in, day out, spending money that they don't have and cutting back on the gas and uh, oil industry, fossil fuels, and expect that prices are going to stay the way they are. It just doesn't work out that way. All right, next half hour, a bid winner donates to the mayor's re-election campaign, and uh, that's been uh, revealed in a contract. We'll talk about that. What's the mayor going, what's he going, what's he doing about that one? And then uh, my little brother in fraternity uh, did a, a, a post on Facebook. I want you to hear what he had to say. Uh, and you'll understand why we are the best of friends, because we think so much alike. All that's coming up here in the next half hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. But we got some news we want to get to you first, some traffic, some weather, all the good stuff that you need to get through your day today here at 101.1 FM, uh, The Answer. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Stick around with us now, and uh, we'll keep you entertained and informed for the rest of the morning. All right, we got uh, about 25 minutes till 7 here on a Thursday morning. And a uh, major story in the news uh, today is what happened Tuesday night at the city council meeting. Uh, there was a, a really heated exchange between the mayor and some members of the city council. Mayor Frank Scott has been under heat after a Little Rock director confronted him about a mysterious contract that had been not seen by the board. Uh, Director Cappy Peck brought up the issue Tuesday night after she had a constituent that came to her with an unanswered uh, FOIA request. That's a Freedom of Information Act request. Uh, Peck explained that when she asked the Planning and Development Director, and that would be uh, James Con- uh, Jamie Collins, Uh, To produce the document, he told her that the mayor said not to release them. Then a heated exchange began between Peck and the mayor. She asked him about the contract in question and asked who won the bid on it. The mayor wouldn't answer the question. All right. He he wouldn't answer the questions. And he said uh, that he never told anyone not to produce or release any documents. Well, okay, so you, let's say you didn't do that. But why are you refusing to answer questions? Why the lack of transparency with this uh, mayor? Other than he's doing a lot of stuff and things have shown up that really don't look good. Allegedly, they look pretty corrupt. Mayor didn't answer those questions. The controversy surrounds a consultant contract that proposed building affordable housing in three areas of Little Rock, including War Memorial Park. The other two areas were downtown and northwest Little Rock. 
The contract was worth $49,140, which is just under the $50,000 mark that would need the board's approval. The bid winner was a company called A-Squared, which was founded by Gerald and Sam Alley, who both donated to Frank Scott Jr.'s election campaigns in 2018 and 2022. GHV said they reached out to Collins about what the next step is for the contract, but he was out of the office on Wednesday, or supposedly was out of the office, allegedly was out of the office. Vice Mayor Lance Hines, who's been on my show, is hopeful that there will be changes in the future to allow the board to know what contracts the city is uh, paying for, no matter what they cost. This is ridiculous. You get city board doesn't even know how the money from you, the taxpayer, is being spent. That's not right. That's not the way you should do business. That's not transparency. Quote, I think the board needs to be notified of Every RFQ that goes out, at least, will be aware of it, said Hines. And um, he's exactly, exactly right. Now, on top of this, uh, the mayor has been anything but open with FOIA, Freedom of Information Act. His administration has been abysmal about getting this information out so that you know what's going on behind closed doors. He doesn't want you to know what's happening. Now, he says, well, I'm, I'm going to change things up and we're going to get it right. It's not that hard. Mr. Mayor, this is not rocket science. Pretty damn easy to be exact. All you got to do is tell the people who are in charge to do their job. If they don't do their job, get rid of them and get somebody that will. But I don't think you care. This is a game that you've been playing ever since you took over as the mayor of this city. Now you turn it over to Tom Carpenter, the uh, uh, you know the uh, the city's attorney, and you put him in charge of it. Put him in the bullseye. The uh, prosecuting attorney of uh, Pulaski County, Larry Jagley, who's, you know, he's getting ready to, to get out and uh, be done with all of this, is, uh, you know, he's fed up with it. But, and you'll hear Jimmy Cavett on my show at 9 o'clock talk about this, it's time to quit huffing and puffing and saying you're going to blow the mayor's house down and start blowing the mayor's house down. Instead of threatening, do something. Action. That's what needs to be done. This will not change until somebody takes a very active role in this. Now, uh, Matt Campbell from uh, Blue Hog, a blog, a Democrat blog, who uh, has been uh, talking about this as well, uh, says, hey, look, I can't get the stuff that I want uh, from FOIA. And it's uh, being held up by the mayor's administration. He took it to court. The judge told uh, the uh, administration of uh, Frank Scott Jr. 
get with the program. And it's making them uh, every couple of weeks uh, turn over all of these uh, uh, pieces of paper to them. Now, what what's missing? Still missing. Remember that lit, the lit fest that was supposed to happen and didn't happen, but there was all this money that was spent on it? The mayor still hasn't shown where that money went. Your money. It's your money. If you live here in Little Rock, you pay taxes. It's your money that uh, the, the mayor will not tell you where it went to. He won't release those documents. They're not. And if you want to say, well, it's this person who works for him. Okay. That person who works for the, for the mayor, the mayor should be telling them, release the documents. The mayor's the mayor. He's the head of the administration. It's like Whitmer up in Michigan saying, well, I only closed the schools for three months. It was the Department of Education here in Michigan that closed it for almost uh, two year, a year and a half. No, you're in charge of the Department of Education. So it's on your neck. So, Mr. Mayor, it's on your neck, just like 71 murders is on your neck. You're the one in charge. You need to do what's right for the city of Little Rock and for your constituents and even more than your constituents for all the citizens of Little Rock. Because if you don't, there ain't going to be anybody coming to Little Rock to do anything because they're scared to walk the streets of the city now. Afraid to get caught in a crossfire. Afraid that somebody maybe um, mistakes them for somebody else and shoots them. Or, uh, you know, you got a random shooting going on and you get between uh, a shooter and, and who they want to shoot and you're the one who gets shot. It's out of control. And it starts with how badly the police department has been run. And you say, well, that's a chief of police. No. The mayor puts in the chief of police. He answers to the mayor. This is on the mayor. It's just like Harry Truman said a long time ago. The buck stops here. That's said on his desk, that little sign. It should be sitting right on Frank Scott Jr.'s desk. Hey, he's not worried about these people shooting other people. He's got his own private uh, security team that's with him all the time. They take him to work. They take him to dinner. They take him here. They take him there. He's got somebody there to protect him all the time. You don't, but he does. And you need to think about those things when you walk into the polling booth between now and Tuesday evening. Quarter to seven. Dave Ellswick Show, more coming your way. Going to play something from my little brother in fraternity. Don't typically do this, but he had some good things to say. I'll let you hear what it was when we come back. All right, let's talk about uh, my good friend, and uh, that is, of course, the folks over at uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, Eric Coleman, and what he can do for you. You know, I've been talking about all the unique creations that he can make, but let's let's talk about things that perhaps uh, are more right down to earth and going to affect you. 
you need to get something fixed. The prong went out on your on your your ring, or you lost a stone, or whatever it might be. Eric Coleman's got all the necessary equipment to fix that for you. He's got all the necessary f- free gemstones to, to choose from to fix uh, what you need to have fixed for a ring, a necklace, a bracelet, whatever. Pendant, whatever it is that you have. He can do it. He's got the plasma torches, the whole nine yards. In fact, Eric does a lot of the repairs for all the big jewelry stores around. So just miss the middleman and go to the man. Go to the man who does the, the fixing. That's Eric Coleman, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. 3000 Cavanaugh, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. He's got over 40 years of experience. He loves doing jewelry. It is his calling. And uh, on top of that, got big, big display. You can take a look at it, check out some of the great things that he has, pick up something uh, as a present. Uh, if you got estate jewelry and you need it appraised, he can do that for you as well. That's uh, Eric Coleman over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Uh, if you don't want to go over, but you want to give him a call and say, hey, can you fix this? Can you clean this? Then call him at 501-246-3655 at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. A few months back, you'll remember uh, Paul Cosma came on my show, and uh, he was breaking down everything that was going on in the economy and things for you. It was very, very interested. He's a he's a math wizard, the guy is, all right? And he's been involved in developing a couple of uh, very popular uh, cell phone businesses uh, across the state of Florida. So he sent me uh, his... Uh, um, YouTube video about this recent election, and Paul's a pretty level-headed guy. He's not like me. He's not as fiery as I am, but uh, uh, he and I are pretty close to believing in a lot of the very same things. The only thing that I can ever think of uh, that we disagreed with was Richard Nixon. I didn't trust him. He did, and I, I think I was proven out that was a good thing that I didn't do that. I didn't put any trust in the guy. But with, with that in, in, in mind, here's what Paul posted on uh, his YouTube page about this upcoming election. The midterm election is upon us, and the question remains, who do I vote for? Who can I trust? The short answer is trust no one. Trust yourself. There's too much mudslinging going on, both parties attacking each other. Turn the volume off. Don't listen to it. You can decide yourself. All you have to do is use your good common sense, your good judgment. Look around. Look at everything. Are you happy? And ran for president of the United States. Jimmy Carter was president at the time. The race was too close to call. There was only one debate. And in this debate, Ronald Reagan asked one question to Jimmy Carter and the American people that changed the outcome of the election. He asked, are you better off now than you were four years ago? The answer was a resounding no. The American people voted for Ronald Reagan and he won by a landslide. 2020 to 2022 and see what's changed. In 2020, the Republicans were in charge. In 2022, the Democrats are in charge. Here are some of the numbers. Heating oil, 
natural gas to heat your house have more than tripled in price. Gas for your car per gallon has more than doubled. Inflation was 1.2% in 2020. Now it's 8.4%, more than six and a half times higher. Electricity is up 17%. Food prices are up over 13%. That's the data. Those are the facts. You should validate it yourself. It means different things to different people. What you need to ask yourself, are you better off today than you were two years ago? And determine yourself if you are. Don't let commercials or people or anything influence your decision. Only you can determine if you're better or worse. And whatever the answer is, that's the way you should vote. This midterm election is a very important election. Probably one of the most important in a long time. Everyone, please get out and vote. All right. That's my little brother. Proud of him. That's a good. He did a good job in presenting his case in a very short period of time, now didn't he? And I liked how he went back to the Reagan and uh, Carter race because we're in Carter, Cardish uh, territory right now. Uh, it's so funny. I've, I've said that I never thought I'd see a, a, a president worse than Jimmy Carter, and then along came Obama. And then I said I didn't think I'd ever see a, a president that did worse things than Obama, and along, and along comes Biden. I'm not going to say I can't see a, 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 a president worse than, than Joe Biden because, you know, it'll be a self-fulfilling prophecy and we'll get somebody who is worse than him somewhere down the, the lane. And I, and I don't want to see it happen, just to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, Paul's right. Paul is very, very right. Or as I call him, cause. That's, his, uh, that's what he went with when we were in college. But uh, he makes a strong point. When you step into that booth, it's between you and where you set your finger on the uh, the screen to vote for the people you want to vote for. And you have to ask yourself, are you better off than you were two years ago? Uh, if you measure like most people do, the answer is no. If it's, you know, if it's uh, dinner table conversation pieces, it's no. So you have to vote uh, with that in mind. And how many people have been voting thus far? It's been uh, it's been pretty good so far, to be honest. I'm uh, taking a look here, and um, I heard back today uh, from John Thur- or yesterday from John Thurston yesterday afternoon, and here's what he told me: Dave, early voting uh, has been steady with a slight increase. Over the uh, 2018 uh, election, uh, we've had uh, 284,459 early votes cast. Uh, Through the same period in 2018, we had 275,406. So uh, you're looking at about, what, 9,000? And uh, 53 more votes sets uh, right this year. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I had Roby Brock on yesterday, and we talked about the politics. Roby, of course, from business and politics. And he keeps a, a close eye on this stuff, as, as I do. And uh, he agreed with me. 
Uh, Republicans are going to hold all of the constitutional offices. Our congressional delegation will stay the the same. And uh, here in Arkansas, we're going to have one of the most conservative legislatures uh, meet for the General Assembly coming up in January uh, 9th of, of next year. And that's Sarah uh, Huckabee Sanders, who is going to be governor, I believe. I mean, I, I, I call her governor already. She's not, of course, Asa Hutchinson is. But after the election, then she'll have a couple of months and she'll be getting everything ready to go. And I'm sure she's working behind the scenes now getting everything set up. And I know she's been talking to the Republican caucus and and getting ready uh, to start presenting uh, to you, the people of uh, Arkansas, uh, citizens, about what she uh, wants to do. So uh, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Uh, it looks to me, as I watch the national races, uh, that independents are breaking the way of the GOP. And I think that uh, we're going to see a, a major, major landslide, bigger than what we saw when uh, Reagan ran against uh, Carter. Um, I don't think it will be as big as the loss that Obama suffered uh, in his first off uh, year election when he uh, lost 63 seats in the in the house but you never know it could there's a lot of seats that have suddenly come into play here in the last week and a half all right duck is going to join us uh, we'll talk about it's it's going to get cold i know it's been warm this week it's not going to stay that way folks you know it i know it so make sure you got your car ready to go now's the time to do that don't wait and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Plus, I got some questions from people who want to know about their cars and, and what they should do. And uh, in the final hour, Jimmy Cavan's going to be on. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, Frank Scott, Mayor Frank Scott, and uh, what's going on with the Freedom of Inform- Information Acts uh, that are happening. All right, uh, 6.59. we got about 45 seconds to news. Let's get to it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. with you duck is here we'll talk a little bit about uh everything during this hour we'll talk about cars of course brought to you by bumper to bumper here on the dave ellswick show good to have uh, uh duck in he's one of the few people who didn't go to vegas with bumper to bumper uh, this week when, t- when does everybody get home friday saturday saturday coming in on saturday okay. some, some saturday and some sunday but okay. uh, saturday i think when Russell and Joe and all of them are coming in. All right. I'm going to read this to you. Okay. Crews are going to be installing structural steel at the street, the 6th Street Bridge over I-30 in Little Rock as part of the 30 Crossing Project. 
Now, what that means is that Interstate 30 in Little Rock and North Little Rock will require a full closure over that weekend, November 11th through the 14th. Uh, I-30 westbound will be closed to traffic from uh, I-30 I-40 interchange in North Little Rock to I-630 in Little Rock. I-40 traffic will not have access to I-30 westbound. What this is meaning to me is that I'm going to come across the other river bridge to get to work, just so you know, when I come in to do the car and truck doctors. You can find the tour information. Uh, I got it to what I can read to you right here. Uh, It says I-30 westbound detours. Detour to I-430 south exit 147 and return to I-30. Detour I-440 west exit 159A and return to I-30. To access downtown North Little Rock, take Highway 365 exit 152 or uh, Highway 107 exit 153A uh, to get get around uh, the closure. On I-30 eastbound, uh, they're going to detour, uh, detour at East uh, Exit 140, take the northbound frontage road to the 4th Street on-ramp to access the River Bridge, and I-30 in North Little Rock uh, is what you want to do. A long-term and permanent travel impact intersection map can be viewed at 30crossing.com. That's 30, the number 3030, crossing.com, along with additional project uh, details. So, That's uh, going to be a mess. Yeah, it will be a mess. So I'm going to suggest to you that if you're going to be traveling through that area. Don't go. Yeah, go around it. Take 440 around oh, 430, it. 430. Whatever you got to do. All right, get around it that way. I mean, that's what I'm going to have to do. I'll come down. Uh, I'll probably come down 440. And I can Come jump around. on uh, right there by Roosevelt after yep. I get past Roosevelt and get on uh, 630 and come on to work that uh, that morning. But yeah, that's going to be a mess. It is going to be a mess. And it's going to happen uh, uh, this uh, next, not this weekend, the following weekend. Then, yeah. So it's next weekend. Keep that uh, the 11th. So uh, keep, okay, 11th. That's this weekend. Nope. Nope, that's next week. Yeah, this weekend's the 8th. 8th is election day. So yeah. I should have. I should you keep that in it. mind. I have voted. You know, I, I can tell you this much. Voting early is all right if you know who you're going to vote for no matter what. Yeah. All right? But if, for instance, here in, in Little Rock, if you've been saying, well, who am I going to vote for? Am I going to vote for, you know, um, the mayor or am I going to vote for uh, Steve Landers? Mm-hmm. If you've already voted and now all this other stuff is coming out about... Uh, yeah, you're sick at yourself. Yeah, you're sick at yourself because you gave him your vote, the mayor your vote, when, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he doesn't deserve it at all. Yeah. 71 murders now, broke the record from 1993. You got questions about this guy who's been donating to the mayor's re-election campaign. He wins a big contract of just under $50,000. You've got to question that. You've got you to wonder what's going on there. Um, and then uh, other things. I mean, we know about this gambling house uh, that got closed down and, and then the, it was opened back up 
this doesn't involve the mayor. It involves the guy running for re-election as uh, the sheriff. So it's just a lot of there's just a lot of things that have been popping up that uh, yeah if you voted early you might uh, you might not have known about it. But now here's the bad thing: knowing about it and still voting yeah. for the person that you shouldn't be voting for. Yeah, it's. Uh, but then again, Dave, our whole country is in this shape. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just Arkansas. It's all over it's the, the place. whole country. Yeah. I mean, murders up all over the United States. You know, carjacking. Did you see where they uh, busted the uh, Cadillac converter ring? Oh, did they finally? $545 million they estimated that they have stowed. Where? Uh, where was this at? The main office was in New Jersey, I think it was. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma was one of the branches, and then Sacramento, California. How funny, d- this new show that's getting ready to come out. I forget. What, I think it's it's over on... Uh, um, uh, Amazon, uh, and uh, it's called Tulsa, starring Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> and he's going in to clean up Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, How about that? Tulsa, Oklahoma, they arrested, it was either 31 or 21 people. I can't remember. I can't remember all the story, but it was $545 million they estimated that they had stowed of Cadillac converters. Well, it, it, we know that it had to be an, an inordinate amount of money because you guys are replacing catalytic converters every day. I've got a motorhome out there right now. I had a guy called yesterday, got a Dodge truck, got his stowed. The motorhomes are stowed. And the problem is right now, you can't find none. The motorhome, the insurance company requires me to put the original equipment back on it. Oh, really? Called, yeah, called General Motors. Uh, they can't even give you a date when they can have them. So I called the, the customer and told him, and he said, I don't care what the insurance want. Can you? I see. Yeah, I got aftermarket ones I can put on. I'll pay it. He said that's right. fine. Yeah, because he wants to be able to try. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's needing next week to go deer hunting. In. Oh, okay. You know, next next Saturday it starts deer season on the eleventh, and you know, and he he's needing his vehicle. So, you know, I ordered two. I mean, it may take me the rest of the week or Monday to get them, but I'll get them and we'll get them put on and programmed and send him on his way. But the one for the Dodge truck. It's a diesel. There ain't none. There ain't even no aftermarket ones. Say November when starts uh, deer hunting? The eleventh, I think it is. The 11th? It's a week from Saturday. Oh, a week from Saturday. Whatever that day okay. is. It would be, uh, yeah, maybe the twelfth. I don't know. Anyway, we'll take. We'll tell you for a second because that Friday. That means I got to blow the dust off my favorite record that I play. You know, when we start baseball, I always play. Uh, Avenue Costello and who's on first <laughs> when it's time to the 12th when, the 12th okay so when it's time to uh, do deer hunting I always play the 30 point buck we yep. always play the th- <laughs> yeah you gotta if you never heard it you're gonna don't want to miss it be yeah. be here on the 11th I'll be playing it believe yeah. me my little brother done uh, killed his already he can't hunt no more well than you that. showed me that picture yeah. of his man that yeah. was a big buck yeah it, it was uh, a little under 200 pounds and uh about 20 inch spread are you thinking they have the have the bucks already gone in the rut up there they have really yeah that's they're, early they're no it's uh, about this time when they start up here usually it's about the week for gun season see that's why i just to be honest with you i shoot does because if you shoot a 
unless it's a buck with uh, more than an eight-point spread, I'm not. Yeah. He's safe around me. Yeah, but the bottom got, line is, a buck has got all those hormones, all that mm-hmm. testosterone running through his body, yeah. making him crazy to chase those does. And uh, the meat just tastes gamey to me. It does. Uh, I'm like you. If I'm if I'm killing one from eight to eight, I'm, I'll find me about a hundred pound doe and shooter. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the meat's good and pink, and uh, we use it as my hamburger meat out of it. That's anyway. what I do for most of them. I don't do. I I've been thinking about doing some of the, the backstrap this year because I've been seeing a lot of interesting uh, recipes on online about how to prepare it. But uh, yeah, I I I grind it up. Buck stops here. That's where I go to. I, uh, they take care of everything. I was looking at my cameras uh, yesterday afternoon after I got home, and I had uh, Mama and two or three little ones here, and Mama and two or three little ones over at this stand, and I uh, had one little uh, four-point. By the way, those little ones? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good and They're tender. good eating. <laughs> yeah, they're good and tender. Yeah. They had a little, a little young eight-point. He's probably eight or nine inches wide. You know, he, we'll let him walk. We won't mess with him. Yeah, give him a couple good. more years. Yeah, he, you know, the one my little brother killed, the game warden, I thought he was about four and a half years old, but the game warden seemed to think he was about six and a half years old. Oh, man, that may, that meat may be a little bit tough. Well, we didn't get the, we didn't find the deer until the next day. Oh, so you can't use the meat. No, it, it was the, the hair had done started coming off the hide. Ooh, yeah, you don't want to touch that. No, we don't just, want that we cut to the horns off and left him for the coyotes. All right, now tell me about this trip. Uh, that you that you didn't take, but a lot of people took to Vegas with bumper to bumper. Did they like pay for all these people's plane tickets and everything? No, you had to have your own plane ticket. Uh, okay, they, uh, they pay pretty well for everything else. It's a little bit of a charge for the motel room. Uh, they're staying in the Mirage. That's the same place we stayed last time. Nice place. Yep, but they said they're going to tear it down at the first of the year. The Mirage. That's what I've been told. Going to build a new one back in this place. Wow. Okay, that'd be a couple of years in the yeah. in the doing. But uh, bumper to bumper takes them all. They uh, do pretty well once you get to Vegas. You're took care of. All right. Food, room, and everything. They take you to the spaghetti place. No, they actually feed there. There, there's probably six thousand people through bumper to bumper there. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. It's probably 6,000 people. Well, it's a big enough deal. When they go over to the, the Apex show, it's across the road, you know, across the main drive, uh-huh. that the cops shut the whole main drive down so people can walk across it. Well, that's cool. It takes about, it takes about 15 minutes to get everybody across it. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it That'd is. be a lot of fun. So uh, do they have breakout sessions and uh, teach you guys some things and they that kind of stuff? They have schools in the mornings. Um uh, Seem like it's about eight to noon. They have a, you know, they have schools. And you can, I think it's five or six or seven that you can pick and go to every day. And then one day, uh, like yesterday was Apex Day. That's all the manufacturers in the United in the world that sell parts. Oh, so they lay everything out there for yes. you. The building is uh, oh, probably a ten acre square building that it's in, and. It's an all-day walkthrough and look, but any kind of new product coming out, any <clears throat> any kind of new machine coming out, any kind of new front-end alignment machine, 
uh, any kind of new taking equipment. care of all of yeah, the the, the, the stuff on on the car now for <laughs> safety and all of that. It's there, and uh, and then today I think starts the training. I think Russell told me today is uh, training for a different thing. I think him and Joe was going to. Uh, I can't remember. They they told me what they was going to, but it's a couple of trainings that him and Joe was going to, and, and then uh, then you have the afternoons off to go do what you want to do. Uh, uh, you know, then go they, see a show or something. Yeah. Then at night they feed you. They have a big uh, supper deal, Dave. That uh, uh, probably seats three thousand people at one time. They have two suppers, and you go. You know, pick one joint you don't go to plus. They have uh, gifts they give away. Like last year, they give away, I think, the minimum. And this sounds like the the damn Academy Awards or yep. something. You get swag bags. Yep, you get bags. Uh, when you go over to Apex, <laughs> they give you a plastic bag with handles on it because everybody in there is giving something away. That's kind of cool. Yeah. and then, yeah, They do this once a year? No, every three years. Every three years. Okay. And then they got, then uh, tomorrow they go to the SEMA show. Okay. All day. I mean, uh, you can go all week long. SEMA started yesterday. You know, you got tickets. You got a deal. You hang around your neck, and it's got all your stuff. And you yeah, your lanyard and all that. You just walk up and flash it, and then you go on in. But uh, um, it's pretty neat. All right, so next week on Thursday, when Joe is back, we got to debrief him about all yep. the new stuff that he learned. Oh, yeah. That's we'll like, do that. you know, here about four years ago when we went. Okay, hold that. Hold that thought. I got to get a break in. We got to take a break. We got to talk about bumper to bumper. We've already talked a little bit about them. We'll finish up talking about them right now. And uh, how's how's the uh, uh, the issues with the supply chain going now? Is it getting better? Um, it's running around about the same, Dave. It's still some stuff like me and you were just talking about Cadillac converters. Yes, still hardly any out there. Um, it's getting better. Some some things. Filters and stuff like that have got caught back up. They're okay. all there. Antifreeze has got caught back up. It's all there. Uh, brake cleaning stuff like that's all caught up. But some of the the parts that's still hard to come by is still hard to come by. All right. Let's get a break in. We'll come back. we got more to talk about here on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show. Duck is here from Duck's Garage. And next Thursday will be really interesting because i got to believe a lot of those classes is all about electric cars. And I want to hear what Joe has to say about that. 721 on a Thursday on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you. It's Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you. Duck is here. Uh, if you got a question, 501-823-0965. Uh, the Dow is down about a half a point right now. S&P is down uh, three-quarters of a point. NASDAQ futures are down a point. And uh, it's not looking good, you know. Uh, this president's going to kill the, go- the golden goose that laid the golden egg, man. I'm just telling you, he's working hard at it. And yeah, it's going to happen. already did. Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're out there and you're a realtor, it's going to get harder and harder. I have a good friend that sells campers for uh, Crane RV. Uh huh. And uh, she said since the interest rates went so high, they can't hardly give them away. Yeah, nobody's walking around looking to see if they want to buy one, are they? And she said they loaded up on them because, you know, back in the pandemic, everybody was buying them, and they didn't have none to sell. So they've got a yard set and full. You can't even get on the yard down there. Plus, they've got them over at the old place. 
and she said, you know, we can't. The interest rates has killed everybody. And see, what's bad about that, and something for everybody to think about, is coming up at the beginning of the year, whatever's sitting on that lot, you've got to pay taxes on it. And that's going to hurt these businesses a lot. And it's going to it's going to hurt realtors a lot. There's going to be a lot of yep. a lot of houses just sitting out on the on the market, and they can't move. Yeah, because I mean, you just think about it, Dave. You got a two, we'll just say a three percent interest, and your payment is nine hundred dollars. Well, that same nine hundred dollar payment, when you got eight or ten percent interest, is sixteen, seventeen hundred. Yeah, a lot of money. It's a lot of money. People but, who are looking to retire, people who are looking to sell their homes, uh, right now it's not a good time for them. But I did see the bank. I was making a deposit yesterday or the day before, and the bank, you know, I got that little TV screen there while you're sitting there. Uh-huh. For a 14 month CD, they're offering 3.48 percent. Yeah, where they were not, they you were paying them to buy a CD about, <laughs> a few months back. I, I got some that's just like half a percent. Yeah, this is not bad for uh, the bond market either. The bond market is going to, you know, there's always opportunities to invest. Yes. You just got to know where uh, to put your money at. So keep that in mind. I mean, that's what Buffett and all those guys do. They don't, look, they don't just keep their money someplace. They move it around. Yeah, it's here today, here tomorrow, you know. And I, and I got a lady that takes care of all my stuff. And she'll call and about eight or nine years ago. She said, look, you're getting ready to retire. And she said, you, you can't take a downturn if the, like we did in 08. Yeah, you got to get – now back. you got to get conservative. So I got about 50 to 60% of mine's in bonds. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it's in the stock market. And it, it's took a whooping, but it's okay. It'll be back. It's in, it's in probably areas of the stock market that's not going to take as big as a whoop as it is. It is. When you, you, you're younger and you can take some chances. Yeah. You know, you can you jump know, on it. like Back in 08, I lost $30,000, $40,000 in a day. and Yeah, I, I lost a lot of money. It cost, that's yeah. why I'm not retired right now. <laughs> I called Mr. Pulliam and told him, I said, what do I need to do? He said, do you need the money today? No, it's for my future. He Let said, it ride. Don't worry about it. It'll be back. And it took about three years, and I got it all back yeah. and some. Yeah, he said, let it ride. It just so happened that during that time was when another uh, business that I was in uh, took a dive as well. And so did I because of it. So anyway. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. And on, you uh, just, you know, here's what I always tell my wife. I can always make money. Yeah. I can. I can make money. I can go out and work three jobs if I have to. Yeah, I have before. You know, I can make money. That's just the way that it is. All right, we're we're going to take a break. Bill Riley is uh, getting ready to go, so we're going to do that, and then Duck and I are going to come back, and I promise we'll answer a couple of car questions yeah, we're going along to do the, the Chevrolet, way. The Ronnie Chevrolet. Okay, that's a t- 2008. By the way, I saw yesterday they said that if if you had a um, a hatchback from '69 Mustang. Uh, you probably paid about $5,200 for it. Uh, if you have it still and it's in all right running condition, you can probably get $400,000 for it. Okay, let's take a break. 24 minutes till 8 o'clock. Don't forget at 9 o'clock, uh, Jimmy Cavins going to be on with me, my uh, FOIA warrior. He'll join up with us and uh, information about uh, the mayor. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about uh, 
Prosecutor Jagley, and uh, it's time instead of to, of shaking your finger and and warning people, time to maybe bite somebody in the butt so that they uh, get the idea. Look, I understand you don't want to get involved with it right in the middle of an election, but he's brought this on himself. Uh, you you need to you need to to whack this guy a good one and and say this is ridiculous. All right, Ronnie has a 2008 Chevy. Uh, Colorado LT four cylinder 2.9 liter engine says my pickup when the AC shuts off and on it does it at different times the temp gauge also goes off when the AC goes off sometimes the AC will stay on with no problem then all of a sudden the temperature gauge drops to nothing and the AC only blows hot air the fan continues to run He's got one or two problems, Dave. Okay. The what comes to mind on that thing because we've seen a few of them is the body control module. All right. All that stuff is controlled through the body control module and the instrument panel module. Uh, he's probably got a body control module that's going bad, and one of these days it'll turn off and won't come back on. Then you got you got to put a body control module in it and program it. But the problem you're going to run into right now is finding one. There ain't none. Okay. I mean, I've got trucks sitting all over the yard waiting on ECMs that you can't get, uh, body control modules that I can't get, uh, just because the they don't have the stuff to build them with. And you're getting tired of holding on to them, aren't you? I've got one I've had. i got a Dodge truck and need the ECM on it I've had for six months. And the guy's wanting his truck, but like I told him, find me a module, find me ECM. I'll put it on, program it. Right, but there ain't none. The Cummins can't even get them. Wow. I mean, you know, because they the manufacturing, what goes bad in them is the injector drivers. There's got six of them on that Cummins, and this one here's got one and six injector driver bad, and there's no injector driver modules to repair them with. I sent the guy two more that I had that, you know, that one of them I used for a test unit. I knew what was wrong with it. It had number five injector driver down. So I sent them up there to him and said, can you rob parts out of these and putting that and he sent them back and he said it ain't enough good enough parts to fix one hmm. out of three so you know the problem is is, is parts getting them in some parts right now dave like me and you was talking the filters and everything is caught back up the antifreeze all that stuff caught back up but some of these uh body control modules fuel pump modules they ain't there dave well, that's the stuff that needs computer chips and stuff. Yes. I had a guy in the shop uh, Tuesday, I think it was. He's got a Dodge that needs a – on a Dodge diesel, all it's got in the tank is a sending unit and a pickup tube. The sending unit's gone bad on it, and there's none around. You can't even buy the whole module to put in it. Oh, my God. Because there's not none around. The guy said, what am I going to do? And I said, trip your odometer. And you know how many miles per you get, you know, have a tank of fuel. And he said, I've been doing that for two months now because I can't find one. I said, yeah, you're probably going to do it for another two or three months where you can get one. But it's not just me or Joe or Gary Henry, anybody like that. It's all of us. Yeah, it's not, it, and it's not uh, the folks at Bumper to Bumper. No. They're, they're, they're wanting those parts as well. As much as you want them, so they can get them out to Duck and Joe and, yeah. so and Gary can, and everybody else. Yeah, so we can get rid of vehicles. We're not sitting here holding on to them because we can't get no parts. But it's not just the the pickups and the cars and stuff. The 18 wheelers ain't no better. 
I mean, there is stuff that you can't find for them right now. Def modules, that's a joke. You ain't getting one. So when the money when when they come in, then the money comes in for you. Until then, yeah. you're a parking lot back there. Basically, yeah. I got probably seven or eight, ten sitting there waiting on parts that I can't get. Like Cadillac converters, yeah, you ain't getting them right now. You can find a few aftermarket ones, but you can't find the original equipment one. And if you've had your stowed and the insurance company request that we put original equipment on it, you're you're sadly waking because it's going to be a day or two. Yeah. Talk to them strongly yeah. about how difficult have you guys. You know, ask them if they've they've called the uh, the the people who are supplying the parts. They they know. Yeah. Oh, they know that you can't get it. They know because you know. So they're trying to save money. Yes. By not putting those on. Yeah, and like I told you, I got a guy that got a motor home. He's wanting to go deer hunting in it next week. Needs two cats on it. Got barred off of it. They're going to return them soon. They get the stuff out of them. You know. Yeah. Good luck with that. But I did find two aftermarket ones yesterday that will work without any trouble. But Dave is still $2,500. Yeah, not cheap. Time I get them put on and get them programmed. I tell everybody you, you got yourself a new pickup. I did. I, when did you order that pickup? May. And it's the funniest looking red color I've ever seen. Six months ago, you yep. ordered this. All right. It made the. Uh, 15th or 16th. And it's supposed to be cayenne red. Yep. Because that's the color you like. It's cayenne white. That's what I was going to say. It came back cayenne white. Okay, so you got it in white, and they uh, they had to re-give you, know, you some of your money back. Yeah, it's uh, um, they 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 treated me good. I mean, uh, Coach down there at Everett, I, I've known him for years, and, you know, he, he knows and I know that they're having trouble getting stuff and knowing um, – he tells me that he gets a truckload in, and they're so they're already sold before every order. You know, they come in, right? But he has to help people will see a truckload come in. They'll start calling him. Hey, is that you know? Can you sell any of them trucks? No, they're already sold to customers. All right. So here's my question: because you talked to him about this, and uh, you asked him about the the chip. Uh, you know, not having enough chips out there. And what happens when they they can start getting the chips for all of these 2020s, 2021s that are sitting out and, and waiting for the chips? And they what got, did he tell you? Uh, they got 20s and 21s. Uh, we went across Minnesota uh, on vacation, and there's an old airport there, and it is full of GM products. And I said, so what's, what's the country going to do when y'all flood the market with all these vehicles, cars and trucks, because they all use the same module? He said, you won't be able to give a used car away. He said, because GM and Ford and Dodge, all of them going to make such deals to get these cars off the market, you know, get these cars in the market. So they can get back in, into the, yeah. the regular uh, new car coming out on, like the 23s come out in twenty late 22. Yeah. And, and another thing, too, I, Dave, I asked him, I said, so uh, when do you think this chip shortage is going to – he tells me that he thinks it's going to be around the first quarter of 24. Just They just keep pushing it off into the future every time I hear it. Yeah, because he said, you know, they're building the plants, but a plant ain't something you can throw up and have operating in a month. No. You know, it, it takes – About a year. Yeah. Oh, it takes even longer than that, two years. Because these 
places where they build these chips and stuff, they had to be dust-free, lint-free. I mean, because one little grain of dust get in there and, and they sell over it, then it, it's no good. Yeah, that's why you see the people that are working there in those white outfits and everything. Wearing hairnets and everything. Yeah. But it's, uh, they're, I mean, and, and I understand Ford and General Motors and Dodge, they don't have no choice but to flood the market. Mm-hmm. How, how many billions of dollars do you think they've got sitting there on that lot that they're holding? Huh. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a good time to buy a 2020 or 2021. Yeah, because you'll get the same warranty as you do when it was – if you bought it in 20 or 21, you'll get the same warranty. Yeah. Um, just the one I just got, it's got a TV screen in it. Oh, really? The whole dash is full of TV screen. Oh, really? That's and, for your directions and all oh, that kind of stuff? And, Dave, it's uh, it, it does so much stuff I I'm lost. All right. I'm lost. You're learning thing. how your truck works, is what you're telling me. Exactly. Huh? It uh, it self drives itself to an extent. Okay, when you're out on the road. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it like if you call, you send me a text, it'll come up and says because I got you under Dave Show. Uh huh. And it comes up and said Dave Show sent you a text, and it'll read it off to me. Then it asked me, it said, "Do you want to respond to it?" Yeah. Tell him I'll call him back later or something, and it'll send that to you. Uh, it's uh, it weather. You hit hit one button and it tells you all the weather of the day, and it picks the state that you're in, and what city you're in, and it tells you the weather. It's it. What I find interesting now is when I'm on my when I got my GPS maps up, I'll be driving down the road and all of a sudden out of nowhere, speed trap ahead. Yep, school zone ahead. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yep. It keeps you updated as you're yep. driving down that. And mind you, 2010, and it's just updates itself. Oh yeah, on all it's, that. Uh, this thing come with a three year OnStar free. Oh, uh, nice. Fully, fully OnStar. It comes with uh, one year uh, Sirius Radio free. Okay. You know there, uh, but it does stuff that I ain't figured it out yet. I don't. Like this morning, I see. Got this in. is what's going to be interesting next Thursday because Joe's learning about all yeah. of this. I got in it this morning and uh, cranked it up, and the heat and air conditioner seats come on. Yesterday morning, or one morning when it was colder, I got in it, and the heated steering wheel comes on, and the heated seats come on automatically. Where before you had to turn them on. Yeah, it knows. Yeah, this and here turns them on, and. Uh, it, it just does too much stuff. I ain't like I say. I'm just old dumb country boy. I I, and it's, it's they put an app on my phone, Dave. Where if I'm riding in the car with you and we have a wreck, right? It it signals my phone and it calls me and says, "Are you in an accident? Do you need an ambulance?" Okay, OnStar does. Right, and I can put up to seven vehicles, seven phones on that on my one vehicle. That's pretty cool. And if you got a kid driving. You can actually put put the app. It's got an app on it that you can put on there. You know exactly where they're at, and you can turn their speed down going down the road. Wow, that's pretty. That's awesome. It's uh, pretty neat, uh, but it's got so much stuff in it that I'm lost. All but right, I, now I tell you one thing they yeah. took out of it though. What they take out? Cigarette lighter plug. Well, yeah, that's that, that's been gone for a long time. Yeah, but I can't hook up my radar detector. Oh, you can't plug in and use it? No, and I don't have it? one. Oh, they took it completely out. Com- and I asked them, I said, well, everybody uses, uh, you know, the the 
to plug for your telephone. Uh-huh. So that's fine, Danny, but I ain't got one of them radar detectors. Ah, okay. So I sick Blake on it, so he found me a little deal. It's got a cigarette lighter plug. It's about 8 to 10 inches long. You plug it into the port, okay. and it works that way. Okay. All right. Well, I had to have my radar detector because, you know, I, I I got a bad, heavy foot. So I understand that, and sometimes even having the radar detector doesn't oh, save you from that. Mine beeped twice at me the other day. <laughs> I topped that little hill, and it beeped. Too late. Oh, yeah. I just pulled over in front of him. He he wrote me a ticket. All right. Don't forget about East End Towing. And you'll find out more about this next Thursday, by the way, because Joe is at the uh, bumper-to-bumper um, event that's going on in Vegas right now, and he's learning about all this stuff. So it's going to be interesting to hear what he has to say. East End Towing wants you to know no matter what the position you find yourself the situation whether it's your car breaks down or your trailer breaks down or your camper breaks down and when i'm talking about a camper it could be a camper that you're out driving and it breaks down you know how do you get off the side of the road well you call east end towing uh they know the situations they know how to handle it you just call them they'll take care of the rest 501-888-8849 is their number it's an easy number to remember, but put it in your phone. 501-888-8849. Don't be stuck on the side of the road and not able to get off. Don't get stuck on the side of the road, and they don't t- take you to where you want your car to be taken to. Use the people you know you can trust, East End Towing. Danny joins us. Uh, Danny, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. What's your question for Duck? Well, I've got a 2018... Uh, Denali XL or Yukon XL Denali with a 6.2 liter, and it wants you to put premium fuel in it, which I'm, I'm okay with. But I had a I had a thought the other day when I was at the gas station. Yes, sir. We have 93 octane premium that has alcohol in it. Yep. And then we have 91 octane premium without any alcohol in it. Yes, sir. Which is the better fuel? For that 6.2 liter, I, I, I'm gonna tell you, be frank, and I got one too. Uh, I've had one for a couple of years now with a 6.2 in it, and I got a brand new, and I just got the other day. It's got a. I run regular in it, and I've tried both fuels, and it don't. I don't see no difference in my fuel mileage. I don't see no difference in the way it performs or nothing like that. I just put the. So you're talking. You're putting 89 octane in. It. Yes, sir. That's what I'm putting in it. And that's what hmm. I put in the last one. That's what I'm putting in this new one. And I like to say, I've checked the fuel mileage before. You know, I've tried it on both, you know, putting the 93 octane in it without with the with the alcohol and without. The fuel mileage is, is within the same. I mean, like one was like 15.4, another was like 15.5. And this one here, I hadn't checked the fuel mileage on it yet, but uh, it seems to be about the same. And I, I, I put 87 octane in it. I mean, wow. I, I put this regular unleaded in it, and I, it pulls good. I, I pull a trailer with it. I got a 14,000-pound trailer I pull with it sometimes. Uh, I, I I can't say no difference in the way it performs or nothing. And I got a buddy that works over GM that I've talked to some, and uh, uh, he said that uh, they're designed to run on that. He said, but they run – he thinks they run better on 87 octane than they do on the 93 octane. Hmm. Interesting. Really? Yep. I'll give it a try. All right. All right, Danny. Thank you, Danny. There you go. We'll talk to you later now. All right. Yeah, call us back later and let us know how that goes. I've I've tried it on the the one I had before. It was a 6.2, 
and I tried it on it, and I couldn't see no difference the way it performed or nothing. So I just stayed with the 87 octane. All right. Got a question from Tabby. I didn't think we'd get to this, but we are. Uh, this is for a 2012 Jeep Patriot Latitude four-cylinder 2.4-liter. Why would you buy a four-cylinder engine? Anyway, what's wrong with my truck? It lost its acceleration, and the traction control light came on as well as check engine and 4x4 lights. Can't get above 40 miles per hour, and it's idling very hard. What's your guess on this one? Well, the reason it lost accelerator because it turned the traction control light on, and it's probably got ABS sensor gone bad or ABS module gone bad, and all that can ties all together, Dave. So along it went to the, limp mode, huh? Along with the 4 before and wrong with the check engine light and all that stuff on, you've got to get it to somebody and let somebody scan it, and you probably got a wheel speed sensor gone bad. And what it does when they go bad, they'll read like you're traveling down a road 300 miles an hour. Okay. And when it does that and it turns everything on, takes the accelerator away from you, and lets you travel about 30, 40 mile an hour. All right. That's so the way it goes. Go right. to find, you know, find your nearest bumper to bumper certified center. Let them scan it, look at it. We can tell you what's wrong with it, and we'll get you took care of. All right. And if you want to know what, you know, the closest one to you, just Google it. Bumper to bumper certified service center, and all of them will pop up, and you can call whichever one's the closest, and they'll take care of you. They all do, will yep. do the exact same thing for you. Yes, ma'am. We all take take care of our customers, and uh, you know, you may be a day or two getting in if it's something very serious, but most likely it's going to be a wheel speed sensor. Okay, there you, you can go. you can huh. scan it and put them in within about two hours. How much does that run? Oh, just off the top of your head. She'll spend somewhere three to four hundred dollars. Okay, not bad. That's not bad anymore. That's not bad anymore when it comes to fixing your car. All right, we're out of time. Hey, don't forget coming up this weekend. Fall back on your clock. Now everything that you got, basically your phone and all that's going to do it automatically. But you're going to have to change the uh, the stove clock, and you're going to have to change the microwave, uh, microwave and all that. But what wakes you up? It's going to wake you up an hour later, and that's good. That's good. You get an, you, you pick up an hour's sleep this weekend. And then, as Duck was reminding you, uh, Modern Gun starts a week, week from, from this Saturday. Saturday. Keep that in mind. And I am going to come out and go hunting with you this year. Right, Promise. Bright and early. I'll be sitting in my deer stand bright and early that morning. All right. I'll be there about 15, 20 minutes before daylight. Well, you got that recliner, don't you? I actually bought me a new chair for it. Oh, did you? All right. Yeah. Does it lean back? Why, yeah. I'm well, you'll take be a nap. Sl- you'll be. I was going to say you'll be sleeping up there. All right. Time for us to take a break. Uh, you know, Jimmy Cavins coming up at nine o'clock. You'll be uh, here for that. That's going to be a very interesting hour with him. And don't forget, coming up right after the news, we're going to talk about your money. What do you do right now? I mean, my God, it's it's not good out there. You got uh, interest rates keep going up. Where are you going to put your money? Find out when we come back after the news here at the top of the hour. Here at 101.1 FM, The Answer.
Final hour of a Thursday show, always a good hour. Yesterday you had Roby Brock on. That was a very interesting hour with Roby talking to him about the uh, elections that are coming up. And uh, Roby and I have had our differences in the past. I like Roby a lot. He's just a, a very likable guy, and he's, he's he seems to be fair. And I do believe, as reporters go, uh, he tries his best to kind of walk a middle line. Uh, unlike what we're seeing about the TV stations right now. I'm not happy with TV stations here in Little Rock. I've not ever seen them act like this before. I really have not. And uh, I, I have my, my ideas of why they are uh, doing what they're doing, and it, it's just not good. It isn't. And, and it's not seven on your side anymore. It's seven on Frank's side. It really is. Uh, so anyway, we've got, we got things to talk about today. Uh, I wanted to mention I had uh, Heather uh, Turchi on yesterday uh, from District 75 uh, talking about her race going on over there. And I had a call uh, after she was on and somebody saying, hey, Dave, um, are you um, familiar with uh, allegedly, I got to say that word, allegedly uh, Randy Zook is doing now, Randy Zook, if you don't know who Randy Zook is, Randy Zook uh, is, you know, the head of the Chamber of Commerce. And uh, he carries a lot of weight. I mean, if you're the head of the Chamber, you carry a lot of weight. And uh, evidently, you know, Heather, I know back uh, a few months back, uh, you know, showed up at the State House and, and took on Randy Zook, basically, one-on-one dealing with the whole mask mandates and shot mandates and everything that Randy Zook was pushing for, for business. And uh, he was saying, uh, you know, I, I represent X amount of businesses in Arkansas and everything. And I guess, I guess Heather showed up in front of the committee and, and turned around and looked at him and said, well, you don't represent my business. And uh, so, you know, Zook is... You know, he's not happy with Heather, from what I'm understanding. Now, again, remember, this is alleged. This is what I've heard. Take it for what it is. But I know enough about Randy Zook that it has a ring to it to me, that uh, um, you you should pay attention to it. But he's backing the Democrat challenger in District 75. And I don't get that. I don't... uh, I, I don't care how off. See, this is where I differ from a lot of people uh, that are playing politics now. I've always told I'm a Reagan guy. I'm an 80-20 guy. And, I, and I, I'll tell you something else about Reagan that I love. Reagan always said it didn't matter who got the, uh, got the accolades uh, in the end. In the end, the important thing was did you get done what you were trying to get done. And uh, the president was good at that. And uh, I, you know, I have I don't have him up. I need to get him up. I got a stand up of Ronald Reagan. I need to get him back up here in my studio. Uh, but uh, look, uh, 
you need to you, if that's what's really going on with Zook, he needs to get back and 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 sit down and think and say that's a personal thing. You need to come to grips with it and know that you say things at times that ticks everybody off, and we don't turn our back on you a lot of the times. Or I can't think of a turn to back all the time at any time on that. Uh, you serve a vital purpose, and with that in mind. Get behind the Republican. Help her pull it across the line. And uh, you, need, you need to do that. All right? Be a Reaganite. All right? Be a Reaganite. Not a, be a team player as far as that goes. I know a lot of people don't like when I say that. Everybody, now I'm, I'm a part of the establishment is what they say. Well, if that's the case, then it's the establishment that Ronald Reagan set up, and I'll be part of that establishment any day. All right, Jimmy Cavan is here. I'm done talking. Now, <laughs> Jimmy Cavan is here. Good to have him here with us. And, uh, Jimmy, a lot of things have happened since last week. Oh, yes, sir. I think uh, if if the folks out there hadn't, go and go to YouTube or go to the Little Rock City Facebook page and watch last Tuesday night's city council meeting. It was... It was really something to see um, Cappy Peck just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Now, I don't know Cappy at all, but she showed up last Tuesday, this Tuesday, and talked to Mayor Frank Scott about uh, a mysterious contract that has not been seen by the board. Uh, Cappy Peck brought up the issue Tuesday night after she had a constituent that came to her with a unanswered Freedom of Information Act request. And uh, she explained that when she asked the planning and development director, Jamie Collins, to produce the documents, he told her that the mayor said not, not to release them. Then there was a heated exchange between uh, Peck and the mayor uh, she asked him about the contract in question and asked who won the bid for it. The mayor did not. Now, let's let's listen to what happened. The mayor would not answer her question. He wouldn't answer any of her questions. All right. Would not answer the question. So when, when the mayor won't answer questions, that's when FOIs start flying. I'm just telling you. Okay, let's get to the bottom of it. What really happened? But... His administration, no matter who he puts in charge for FOIs, doesn't carry through. And he says, well, they didn't carry through, or that person didn't carry through, or that department. Mayor, it's your departments. It's under your administration. The buck stops with you, sir, and you either get it cleared up or just take it and, and uh, you know, take the responsibility. Because you're the one who puts those people that are doing what you're asking to be done in those positions. Period. Uh, absolutely. And and here's the thing: you can you can put people in charge of FOI. He's he transferred the FOI division to the city attorney on August 9th. But it doesn't matter uh, who's in charge of it if he himself doesn't allow the information to go out. Case in point on this. <clears throat> 
this uh, this request was a really simple request, and it got denied. And Jamie Collins told when Cappy Peck got involved, uh, and she's a, let me say Cappy Peck's the city board of director, and she contacted Jamie Collins, and he told her he said, well, he said the request seemed fishy. And of course, you're going. What do you mean the request says fishy? All you do is get the request and give the information. It's not your job to justify, judge the request or the intent of the request. The law doesn't require that you explain why you want the information. And then here we go. Here's the problem, okay, because Jamie Collins has been given a request. The city attorney gets it. They say the custodian, Jamie's the guy who's got it, so, okay, release it. Okay, he doesn't release it. Why doesn't he release it? Well, he told Peck. Peck said, he told me that uh, the mayor said not to release them. Now, the mayor looked at Peck and said, I never told anyone not to produce or release any documents. That's when she said, are you calling me a liar? And he said, no. Yeah, he did. He just did. Absolutely. He spent. He has been on uh, Twitter uh, going at this, his surrogates, and they have actually, actually just viciously attacked Cappy Peck. Now, let me go back and say something about Miss Peck. She and I do not agree politically on most anything. Okay? Yeah, she's a liberal. Right. But she's a very good person. She's sincere. She's got a heart, and she's not a liar. And for them to go after her the way they did on social Character media. Character assassination. And, uh, and, and I told the mayor at the meeting, and if you go watch the meeting, you can see how what I addressed him with, is I told him at that point, I said, why don't you just go beat up a Care Bear? Because that's what you're doing with Cappy Peck. Cappy Peck is honest, and she's got integrity. She's wrong on a lot of issues, mm-hmm. but she's a good person. So for them to go at that, and then you're sitting there... Jamie Collins is a director, and he not only did he tell it, but it's backed up by city manager Bruce Moore. Bruce Moore contacted Jamie uh, because uh, Cappy Peck got with Bruce Moore and said, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And so Bruce Moore even said, you know, he got with Jamie and that the mayor doesn't want it out. Now, this is what you and I were talking about before the show. Why doesn't the mayor want it out? Yeah, well, let's talk about yeah. that. Let's, let's let's take a look here. Here here's what was being talked about. This controversy, and this is strictly. I'm I'm taking this off of THV 11's website. The controversy surrounds a consultant contract that proposed building affordable housing in three areas of Little Rock, including War Memorial Park. The other two areas were downtown and southwest Little Rock. The contract was worth $49,140, which is just under the $50,000 mark that would need the board's approval. That's $860 under that cap. I'd like to know why the board thinks that it's only important if it's $50,000 or more. Well, and you just brought it up because let's go back to Think Rubik's. That's how all that got done, right? Yeah. Because it's under the 50. That's when Kendra Pruitt in the Zoom meeting with those folks said, hey, we've got to keep it under 50,000, basically so we don't have to go through the board. And and what what this mayor has done since day one, 
he has used that process of spending where that doesn't have to go before the board. Because if they don't, they don't know about it. They didn't know about this. They didn't know about the Think Rubik's contracts. They did not know about this. That's got to change. But and you said it earlier, the day before the show. That's where the board has to fix this. That's exactly right. They have to move. I I would say if it's over $5,000, I want to know about it. At this point, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying you should know about it. You're talking 50 grand. That's a lot of money. Well, and I think or even he, if it's and, just a, a little under 50 grand. And you're going to see it cuz I'm looking into it. I know Matt Campbell's looking into it and some others. Now we're looking at go, okay, just how many just how many uh, under $50,000 expenditures Contracts. Yeah, have we had under this mayor that, that never went before the board? Just how many? Because now we're going into this. Wait a minute. They pulled the scam. They've been caught twice, right? So now are going, okay, now we're going how many times since he's become mayor has this happened that nobody even knows about? Okay, and here's why it's important. Here's the part we hadn't got to yet. The bid winner was a company called A-Squared, which was founded by Gerald and Sam Alley, who both donated to Frank Scott Jr.'s election campaigns in 2018 and 2022. It may not have been illegal, but it sure as hell smells unethical. You know, what's... Because it's legal doesn't make it ethically right. Yeah. Or morally right. Or it doesn't mean you should have done it. That's right. And if you see that tie-in, then you go back to the Think Rubis and all the Lit Fest doing it, and then you see the tie-ins there between Antoine Phillips, City Board Director Antoine Phillips, and the tie-ins uh, with Think Rubis and himself in the contract. Do even better, Stephanie Jackson, who was, uh, uh, after Scott got elected, it was a part-time position making over $60,000 a year. A part-time position making over $60,000 a year. And her and her husband, Myron, were big contributors to Frank in in a media outlet and a company. And uh, so we... We've established a pattern. Isn't they saying three times is a pattern? Yeah. Well, we've got three. We know there's more. Now we've just got to establish more. But, I mean, it's a pattern. It's a pattern of corruption, uh, and everybody knows it. All right. Got to get a break in. 20 minutes after 9, it's Dave Ellswick Show. A lot more information coming out uh, about all of this. And we have five days to election. If you haven't voted yet, you need when you step in there to cast your vote you need to keep all of this information in mind that needs to happen don't forget about pat uh, davis he's your health plan man you find him at yourhealthplanman.com he's got a powerful team because it's pat it's josh's son it's Corey, his son-in-law it's others and they're going to treat you better they're going to treat you better than the average you know, health insurance uh, company, because they custom build health plans with what's important to you. There's no government controlled subsidies needed that are crazy. And ultimately, sooner or later, uh, you're going to get up one morning and you're not going to be getting a subsidy. They're going to have to go away because government's not going to have the money to cover them. Private health plans that pay you to go to the doctor. I want to read that to you again. 
private health plans that pay you to go to the doctor. That's right. You'll get a check in the mail to cover that kind of stuff. And they're available all year round. Middlemen tend to rob people blind with horribly inflated prices. But with your health plan, man, you get to take control of your health care decisions and you pocket the money instead of the insurance companies and multiple middlemen. So what do you need to do? Well, it's very simple. Call your health plan man. Call the team to give you the chance to see how they can help you and how to stop getting ripped off by the health care system. You can call them or text them at this number, 501-605-6935. Again, that's 501-605-6935, or visit their website, yourhealthplanman.com. Jimmy Cavan is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Jimmy, I heard from a very good source, and uh, they asked not to be, you know, not to be uh, brought out in the public, that when you look at the mayor's race right now, Frank Scott leads by one point. That That's what I'm hearing. I don't know what you're hearing, but that's what I heard. So if we take that, that's a dead heat, okay? That, that literally means that they're tied. So my question is, if it comes down to that, and and uh, it'll be a big turnout on Tuesday. It always is. I, I mean, I gave you the numbers earlier. I'll give them again this hour. I've I got a hold of John Thurston. I know how many early votes we've had and things of that nature. There's still a lot of people that need to vote, and uh, I mean we're closing in kind of on three hundred thousand early votes, or as they call them, EVs. Uh, so the bottom line is, if it's just a one percent thing we've got we had another death yesterday afternoon we're now at 71 and it's just the beginning of november we've already broke now uh the record for murders in one year which was set back in 93 at 70 now we're at 71 and if we keep going the way we go we're going to be in the 90 range by the time maybe even 100 range when we get to the end of the year uh, you got that going on. You got questionable things happening uh, within uh, the mayor's office. You, you have a mayor who refuses to deal with uh, uh, FOIs and things of that nature. With you know, and then you have a mayor who sits in a in a city council meeting and is being asked questions by a city council ma- uh, member who du- he will not answer the questions being asked of him. That kind of stuff has to stop. It, it just has to stop. So with that in mind, what are you seeing? Do you, do you see a, a large turn towards Landers, perhaps? I, what, what I'm seeing in the, in the numbers you were, were saying are correct, and there's poll numbers and there, then there's gut feelings, right? Right. And the, the poll numbers that you're talking about is what I'm getting is that basically – Frank's 40, Steve is 39, Henderson is roughly a little over 5, with something like 14% undecided. That's okay. a lot undecided still. I I think it's getting down to, and, and I've talked about it, I've written about it, and I think you've said it, is what's on the ballot for mayor, if you just took the names out of the equation, really what should be on the ballot is you're either for crime and corruption or you're against crime and corruption. Or you're, are you for law and order or are you against it? 
I think what people have to do is you're going to have the when the whole the saying the mayor's race is nonpartisan. When they put that on there, they they should actually stop doing that because we all know all those races are partisan, okay? And that's fine. But you when you have the kind of left or democratic folks <clears throat> that won't vote for Frank Scott because that's their team, okay? But they're seeing, I mean, the proof is there. They know about the crime. They know his policies are failing. They know what he's done with the LRPD, and people don't talk about Chief Humphrey enough. He put Chief Humphrey in place. Yeah. And this was what got this disaster going. And through scandals. I mentioned that this morning. And and through it all. It's his team. Yeah. I mean, he hired uh, Humphreys. He stood by him. Uh, through all the scandals, with all the crime, the uptick in crime, plus the personal scandals, he stayed with him. All right. You hold it right there. We'll come back. We've got a lot more time to talk about this. It's Dave Ellswick's show. Jimmy Cavan is with me in studio today. We'll come back, talk more when we return on the Dave Ellswick show. Just remember, on uh, election night, uh, the folks from Salem will start at 6 o'clock our time. And bring you up to date what's going on across the nation. At uh, 8 o'clock, I'll be on, and I got a really good crew coming on uh, on uh, that Tuesday night. It's going to be me. It's going to be Ryan Norris. It's going to be Shane Stacks. It's going to be Ann Clemmer. She'll be joining me as well. Uh, by phone, we'll have uh, Robert Steinbach on and Nick Horton. You can't ask for a better a better group than that. Those five people. It's going to be a great night for us to talk and and I've got all kinds of phone numbers of people to call to talk to them about winning their their uh, their races and stuff. So we'll do that as well. Let's see how long will it take after the polls close at seven thirty for them to call the race for Senate. Uh, I'm I think ten seconds. <laughs> ten seconds after seven thirty. Uh, Bozeman will be declared winner. I don't know if it happened before that 10 seconds that uh, we will hear that uh, that uh, Sarah has been declared the governor of the state of Arkansas. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of quick calls. I'm just telling you. I I got kind of. I thought it was interesting yesterday. Roby said the person that he thought would get the most votes of any of the Republicans is Tim Griffin. He thinks that Tim's going to get the most votes. I would tend to agree with it. He's mm-hmm. the easiest. You know, that, that, that's what's good. Well, there's the no real controversy. That, the person today. that's running against him is well, good God. Yeah. I say there's yeah. no real controversy except on the other now, guys. How about the auditor? I mean, <laughs> national auditor, news. Yeah, from the from the Democrat side, please. You Elizabeth, just can't make sense. Elizabeth has come into the studio. It's always good to have Elizabeth here too. She'll I got to I got, in. I got something I want to get from her. Because I didn't believe it when I heard about it and uh, had to do it school board meeting. I got to hear about this. You said you had a picture of this? I've already sent you a picture. Oh, you sent me the picture. Okay, well, I want to see that. All right, I promised you that I'd have those numbers on early voting. I said about 300,000. I'm pretty close. 284,459 votes thus far, early voting. Uh, Back in 2018, uh, it was two seventy five four oh six. Oh, that's a good uptick. A little uptick, yeah. yeah. That's a good uptick. And people, Republicans are like running to the polls because we can't wait to vote. 
<laughs> I'm kind of hearing the opposite. You know? A lot of folks I know are saying, you know, I'm going to wait until the day. Well, I'm hoping people did that in Little Rock just so they get all this stuff going on about Frank Scott. Because there's a lot of stuff coming out after early voting started that they needed to know about. That's true. And, you know, we talk about the Republicans and who's going to win and everything, but I think the most important race in the whole state of Arkansas is is the Little Rock mayor's race. It is the capital city. Uh, It tends to set, set a tone, and I think it's absolutely pivotal to the entire state. And we get back to the people who have a choice. And the, those undecided voters you were talking about, Dave, right, that 14%, somewhat 14% were saying, yeah. that's, the, that's the critical. And what I'm banking on is those people are from a uh, political demographic that are more in line with Board of Director Cappy Peck. And so what I'm personally hoping is that they see – what is going on with Frank Scott? It's it's fact. It's n- it's not up for debate. It's fact, and they see somebody like Cappy Peck standing against him and fighting that, which took great courage for her to do that. But I'm hoping that that undecided vote will see what Cappy's doing, and that will be enough to sway them. And say, look, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to vote against Frank Scott. Well, here's the other thing that needs to be addressed, and that's the city council. Got to go in and change some rules. I agree. I mean, you can't wait till a contract reach, reaches $50,000 before you want to look at it. I, I agree. And with the pattern that's happened, I think you have to reform that, right? And the, the city board of directors in Little Rock have a lot more power than what people think. And well, got they, the, they got the same power as the House and the Senate has, basically, yes, nationally, it, but controlling purse strings personally i personally i pushed them the, the last couple of months i spoke at the meetings and i pushed them to use that power mm-hmm. i pushed them to do things and i've asked them to do things and I've, I've challenged them to do things it's just a question they seem hesitant aren't they all yeah they seem very hesitant to 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 do something they they will they will call it out and they'll complain but they they get to that line kind of like larry jiggly he's on the deal he's talking about he's putting all the letters out uh, talking tough about taking on frank scott and prosecuting frank scott and doing all this stuff but they get to that line they just won't do it and so that's they the want thing. to talk about it yeah they and, want to talk about it a lot and we there, won't take action there's a lot of bolster but i think we're going to talk about that a little bit not about the city council but the city prosecutor yeah and, so go ahead but i think cappy peck who is normally a very quiet, reserved person, her coming out of her shell last Tuesday, I think, really went. It, listen, it wasn't. It wasn't any of the louder members. It wasn't B.J. Warwick. It wasn't Lance Hines. It, it wasn't. It yeah, was, people who've been known to you know yeah. be. It was be, a new player. It was be, be like Khrushchev at the UN and banging their shoe on the desk. It was. It was. It was Cappy Peck, who normally is very reserved and quiet and meek, and she stepped up. And I think that speaks volumes. Fed up. Especially to that, especially to that, that's undecided. That fourteen percent that's going to be pivotal in this. She's race. influential. You're right with those people. Yeah. It reminds me of Pennsylvania 
I heard that some of the Republicans knocking on doors in in Pennsylvania, they said the first thing they're hearing is, are you a Republican or Democrat? If you're a Democrat, get the off my porch. And they're Democrats. They're Democrats. That's they what, said see, we're going and knocking happened. on all the doors. This so the is Democrats. what happened with Reagan. Yeah, they're flipping. Yeah. They're, yes. They've had enough. Remember they've they call, had used to call it Reagan Democrats? You're seeing right. it now. You're seeing them come out, and there's not one person that's uh, coalescing the movement. Maybe DeSantis. I don't know. I, well, they see they see the light. Yeah. I, th- I think in Little Rock, these undecideds, it's not going to be so much are they going to flip and change parties or anything. It's not that they're going to flip. It's that the, this is so ridiculous and bad that they just can't stomach it anymore. Well, you can't ignore it. Right. Look, you can't ignore 71 murders. No. But the key is to get it out in the public where the people can know, because well, with yeah. the media, that the, is so difficult. Yeah. The difference yeah, seven on race. Frank's side? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, Sorry. Difference, uh, the difference in this race is, in, in spite of THB 11, in spite of Channel 7, in spite of the lackluster ADG, Channel 4 has done a good job. Mitch McCoy's done a good job. In spite of all that, even, but I will, even Max Brantley is saying... Frank Scott is corrupt. <laughs> okay. You yeah. know it's bad if Max Brantley says it's bad. But so the message <laughs> is getting out. In spite of THV 11, in spite of Channel 7 trying to cover for him, which I'm after the election, I've already been doing the research. I'm going to do a big deal on that. You and I have talked about it today. Yeah. A big study on that. In spite of all that, the message is out. The people know it. It's just, are they going to decide to do something about it? Well, your conscience let you do what the right, right. thing. It comes down to that. Right. And we were speaking about people who talk a lot but don't do anything. You know, look, Larry Jegley's a friend. I like Larry Jegley. He used to come on my show all the time at another station I used to work at here in, uh, in, in Little Rock. Uh, hasn't in the last few years for the simple reason, uh, you know, COVID screwed everything up. But bottom line is... He has been pointing the finger. He reminds me of the the parent who keeps telling their children, stop that or I'm going to spank you. Over and over and over and over and over 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 again. again. It's time, Larry, to do something. I know you only got two months left, but it's time to do something. You need to bite. You need to pull the belt off. In, in it's almost too late. If people and, I, and I'm not trying to promote myself, but if you go to my Facebook page and see the post I did yesterday about it in the email I sent Mr. Jigley, and I do I like Mr. Jigley, I like him, but through this whole thing as far back as August when I started filing the complaints, criminal complaints because they're criminal action, and I started doing this, he really came out with that first letter, and in an email thread that that I had included him on. He actually chimed off in it and said... It was unconscionable. Unconscionable. Ridiculous and unconscionable, he said. And that's when he got involved. And then he came... Remember when he came out with the big letter about my case and saying, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, you're violating the law. Either start following the law or or else. Yeah. And so I... Either blank or get off the pot. Right. And so here again, uh, a couple days ago, he comes out with another tough letter. Well, this is complete nonsense. A letter. This is complete nonsense and everything. So I hit him yesterday. I said, look, I basically said, look, I've got two cases on your desk going back to August that, that they have not followed the law. It's cut and dried. I've got the incident report where the lady uh, were... City Attorney Tom Carpenter 
had had IT pulled on her computer, and she deleted over a thousand documents to think Rubik's and Litfist, which is tampering with public record of filming. Yeah. By the way, wh- what have we not gotten from FOIA from this mayor? Litfest. Where'd the money go? Well, not not just that, but think about all the other requests. That well, yeah, I, I don't yeah. disagree with. But the big yeah. one, right? How much money is that? Fifty oh, plus, wasn't it? Well, no, it's it's actually going to be a lot more than that because yeah. what's under the surface they they use that to get it done. But the more you go, you're going to find out just how many hundreds of thousands of dollars were involved in kind of like this deal we're talking about now. Well, the whole deal was an idea that the board knew nothing about that we're going to put low-income housing at War Memorial Park. So here's my question. You know? All right, here's my question. We've got a new prosecutor coming in in January. Correct? Yeah, Will Jones. Will Jones. Yeah. Is Will, you know, here's what we're hearing. I'm going to, let's try to connect some dots here. Here's what we keep hearing from the Republican Party. And I'm going to hold them to this, man. I'm going to be screaming if they don't do something. Bottom line, we're going to get to the bottom of a lot of this crap. All right? That's what they're saying. Put us in power. We'll get to the bottom of it. I listened to Senator Tom Cotton yesterday on Kudlow which is the only Fox show that I record so that I can watch it every evening. But the bottom line, he said they're going to reignite the fossil fuel industry here in the United States. All right. Uh, And, you know, I I like Tom and Tom's pretty straightforward when he's really on to something. And I think that he's on to this because they know that this is what is going to drive putting enough money in people's pockets if they can save them money at the gas pumps and stuff that they can get through this inflationary period that we're in right now so they're talking about that now they keep saying we'll have control of the purse strings all right they we'll better have use their power that's what i'm saying all right now oh you, boy they now you got to make your decisions what are you going to do and that's what tom was talking using purse strings to reignite the fossil fuel industry well here we have a brand-new prosecutor. We've got one right now that's going out, all right? And I think that, you know, look, look Jagley's got two months left, all right? Yeah, will he do anything? I don't think he will. Yeah. But the new prosecutor, I wish he'd start talking about, hey, when I get take over, we're going to get to the bottom of all this. I, I wish he would, too, because we had old Sand down Bethlehem Church, and I say it nicely on the radio, but... You know, you got a bulldog mouth and a puppy dog butt. Okay. <laughs> and all I'm hearing is a lot of bulldog mouth. Yeah. But all I'm seeing is a puppy dog butt. Yeah. I mean, and so to your point, that's not just Larry Jekyll. That's that's kind of across the board. I hear it from the board. I hear it from and and I'm a I'm a you know I'm a conservative, but no doubt about it. I'm going to talk about my team. I'm tired of hearing that bulldog mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with Where you. Where are your teeth? We gave yeah. you all power before, and nothing happened, yeah. okay? So this yeah. time, Now let's see it happen. This is the last time. McCarthy's got to understand you better, do you better get in there. You better uh, people do are expecting. They are demanding, expecting demanding. that it will be done. I, I don't want to see your teeth. I want to see you sink them. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> take a break. We'll come back. We'll finish it up. Uh, don't forget about ICU protection. My good buddy uh, over there uh, wants you to give him a call. And, of course, I'm, I'm 
of course, talking about Billy Mac. Here are some people who take care of take care of all of uh, take care of uh, Nuke One, and now they want to take care of your house and take care of your business. I here's what I've always said. A couple of things that I've said about about Billy Mac. One one, the man is honest. He is honest. What he says, he'll do. That's what he does. Secondly, if he can protect a nuke reactor, he can protect your your house and your business. Thirdly, he'll tell you you're not going to have to write a big check to him when you uh, ask him to come out and take care of your your uh, uh, security. A lot of these companies they want three, four, five hundred dollars for the hardware. You pay nothing for the hardware. All you pay is for the service. Billy Mack was on a couple of weeks ago. He said on most of his customers, he has them for four years before he's really making any kind of money off of them because he pays for all that hardware himself. So call the guy who'll do it right that you know will follow up with what he says he'll do. And it's going to give you the best deal that's out there. That's Billy Mack, ICU Protection, 501-205-1333. All right, Elizabeth Otolaro has just uh, walked in the studio a few minutes ago. And uh, I, had, I had heard about this thing about the Conway School District. Bring me up on this. What's, what's going on? I, I talked about how great they did about their trans... Uh, gender policy that they came up with and whatnot. Now there's weird things going on again. We have replaced three uh, leftist-leaning school board members with conservatives. Back in May was our school board election, and our school board is now conservative-leaning. So we had a teacher on Halloween at the junior high school uh, banned a couple of books. And I say banned is not the correct word. We removed inappropriate sexual content from the schools last month. A book called Forever Felix and another book called Beyond Magenta. If you're familiar, you'll know what those books are all about. On Monday, Halloween, we had a junior high school teacher come to class as the LGBTQ fairy banned books queen, complete with the multicolored clothing. The wings had the pictures of the books on them. She wore that costume all day at school, went to the faculty meeting after. This was the 2018 Teacher of the Year. Okay. So that's what's going on in Conway these days. We have a school board meeting. If you're in Conway, school board meeting is Tuesday night, November 8th. starts at 6 o'clock. That is before the polls close. So please come to the school board meeting to support your conservative school board in Conway, Arkansas. They have a lot on their on their plate now with this it was only a month ago that they put in this policies that have been in place for nine years on same-sex gender bathrooms and overnight trips they have never allowed um, well that's not exactly true there have been some incidents but for nine years they've had a informal policy they formalized that policy last month as well as removed these two books And here it is a month later, and we have this going on in the schools in front of our students all day long and at a faculty meeting later that day. Elizabeth sent me this, and uh, I'm actually starting to dig into it because it's highly inappropriate. And here's here's my thing. Inappropriate at best. (laughs) Yeah, here's my thing. Um, A teacher has no business professing their political or social views like that that's correct it's the same thing if if somebody wore a a 
Trump costume. That's right. On Halloween, I'm going. No, no, not in school. No, Mm-mm. and but it, so I think before people well, jump on Lisbon, they, what they what would they have done if it was a teacher who wore a Trump costume and wanted to show up to school board She probably wouldn't even be allowed yeah. onto the property. That's the double standard. <laughs> what I want people to understand about Elizabeth's position is, is she's not just saying this from a conservative standpoint. She's saying this from a, hey, it's a right and wrong. I'm an adult. This is yeah. inappropriate for children right. under any conditions. Those children are innocent kids and they don't need to have this mess pushed in front of them no, by you, teachers people that you're supposed to respect and listen to it yeah. is so wrong and and that's where it i'm one of those people that say you know somebody should graduate high school and never know the political affiliation of their teacher i did not yeah and you know again we didn't yeah. they didn't talk about that yeah, stuff it's not the place it, this no. is not math reading english science history it doesn't belong Instead in school. Instead of being concerned with making a social statement as a teacher, maybe you should be more concerned about reading scores. Right, Dave? Oh, no, Lord, all across the state. <laughs> yeah, we've seen, we've seen that. That's no doubt. Same thing shouldn't be given a 3% raise to a superintendent. The reading go. schools keep going down. Got to keep that in mind. Yeah, we're on your By list of way, that, too, Jimmy. Let me, let, me, <laughs> let me remind you that the, uh, the superintendent of uh, Cabot, Makes about eighty thousand dollars more than the the uh, mayor of Chicago. That close should, to four hundred thousand a year. Yeah, My makes three hundred thousand. She yeah. just makes two about two oh six. It's crazy. Just keep in mind. Keep that in mind. All get right. Third, get bonuses for teaching kids not to read. Yeah. All Superintendents right. are keeping all the money. The teachers ain't getting it. That's exactly yes. right. And I'm sorry. The teachers do need a little extra. Yes, they yeah. do. I don't dis- I don't disagree. All right. We'll take a break. But education. Get ready. Starting January 9th. That's going to be an interesting uh, session dealing with. Uh, you know, as far as education. Jimmy, thanks so much for yes, being sir. here. Yes, sir. Always, always a pleasure. enjoy it. We'll see you next week. We'll be talking about the election after it's over with next week here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Jay Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.